Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. Welcome back, everyone. This time, I've got an episode for you with just me. Surprise, surprise. And I want to tell you a story, a story that I've only told once before. And I heard probably three to four years ago, I had to Google it to find it again because it'd been a while since, since I said it, but here it is. Here it is. Listen up. It's a, it's a good one. It's not a true story. So, and, and you'll see once upon a time there lived a wise man. He was the head of the local administration of a small village. Everyone respected him, and his views and opinions were well regarded. Many people came to him seeking for advice. His son, however, was very lazy, and he wasted his time sleeping and spending time with his friends. No amount of advice or threat made any difference to him. He just wouldn't change at all. Now, years passed. And with time faded the youth of the wise man. As he grew older, he began to worry about his son's future. He recognized the need to give something to his son that would allow him to take care of himself and the family that he would want will hopefully have in the future. So one day he called his son to his room and said, hey, well, he said, my son, you are no more a kid. You must learn to take responsibilities and to understand life. I want you to find the real purpose of your life. And when you find it, remember, it will always lead you to happiness and joy. Then he handed his son a bag. When the son opened the bag, he was surprised to see four pair of clothes, one for each season. There's also raw food, grains, lentils, a little bit of money, and a map. I mean, at this point when I was reading it, I was thinking, this sounds like like a Dungeons and Dragons journey. I'm about to... Anyways, and let me continue. His father continued and he said, I want you to go find a treasure. Yeah, it's a treasure story. I want you to go find a treasure. I've drawn a map of the place where the treasure is hidden. You need to go and find it. Now, the son loved the idea. I mean, who doesn't love the idea of finding treasure? I still do, and I'm, <laughs> I'm old. Uh, the next day, he eagerly set out on a journey to find the treasure. He had to travel really far across borders, forests, plateaus, and mountains. Days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into months. Now, along the way, he met a lot of people. He was helped by some with food and by some with shelter. He also came across robbers who tried to rob him. Slowly, the season changed, and so did the landscaping along with it. When the weather was unpleasant, he halted, he stopped, and then he continued his journey when the weather cleared. Finally, after a long year, he reached his destination. It was a cliff. The map showed the treasure being placed below the cliff under 
this specific tree. Now, once he found the tree, he began to dig the ground. He searched and searched around it, searched under it, on it, but found nothing. He spent two days looking and digging for the treasure. By the third day, he was so exhausted that he just decided to give up and leave. Disappointed over his father's lie, he headed back home. On his way back, he experienced the same changing landscape and seasons. This time, however, he halted to enjoy the blooming flowers in the spring and the dancing birds in the monsoon. He stayed in places only to watch the sunset in paradise or to enjoy the pleasant summer evenings. Now, since since this whole journey started, the supplies he would carry, they were long gone. And he learned to hunt and make arrangements for his meals. He also learned how to sew his clothes and to shelter himself. He was now able to determine the hour of the day by the position of the sun and plan his journey accordingly. He also learned how to protect himself from the wild animals. Now, he also met some people who had helped him earlier, so he talked to them again on the way to his treasure. Now, on the way back, he was meeting those same people. This time, he stayed a few days with them and helped them, whether it was to help him build something or to plant something, just in a way to repay them for them being nice to him on the way there. He realized how nice they were to just an ordinary passerby who had nothing to offer them. When he reached home, he realized it had been two years since he left the place. He walked straight into his father's room and he said, Father, the father immediately jumped to his feet and hugged his son. So how was your journey, my son? Did you find the treasure? He asked. Son, the journey was a fascinating one, father, but forgive me for I wasn't able to find the treasure. Maybe somebody took it before I reached my destination, possibly. He surprised himself by what he had just said. He, was, he wasn't angry at his father. Instead, he was asking for forgiveness. The father said, there wasn't any treasure in that very place, my son. He smiled. But why did you send me to find it then? Asked the son. Well, the father said, I will surely tell you why. But first, you tell me, how was your journey to the place? Did you enjoy it? Of course not, father. I had no time. I was worried that someone would find the treasure before I did. I was in a hurry to reach the cliff, he continued. But I didn't enjoy the journey on the way back home. I made many friends and witnessed miracles every day. I learned so many different skills and the art of survival. There was so much that I learned that it made me forget the pain of not finding the treasure. Then the father said to him, exactly, my son, I want you to lead your life with a goal. But if you remain too focused on the goal, then you will miss out on the real treasure of life. The truth is, 
Life has no goal at all other than just to experience it and grow with it every single day. Now, that's the end of the story. But I tell that story because the very first time I heard it, I had some ideas as to what I learned from it. And I'm not going to tell you what to learn from it. I'm not going to tell you what you should think about it. I just want you to to think through it. Because what I'm about to talk to you today about is the mind, the power of the mind. Now you see, as as this, this person, this younger person went to find the treasure, he had one mindset going there and a different one coming back. And that really determines how we look at life. And so I want to start off by talking to you about self-talk. And there's seven points that I want to talk about. I call this the mindful seven, right? It's kind of like the, if you've ever seen the hateful eight or the magnificent seven, right? That was the idea behind the title, the mindful seven. And the very first one is self-talk. That's that conversation you have with yourself. And the thing is, it's, it's a direct reflection of your mindset. If you're telling yourself things like, that was stupid, or why is this happening to me? Or I just can't take this anymore. Or why is everyone against me? This is what creates most of the problems we have in our life. And if you think about it a little deeper, family, friends, colleagues, all those people, they know that something's up when they talk to you. They know that they should stay away from you in some cases. Because you know what? We create our life from the inside out. It's that self-talk, whether it's positive or negative, that determines how we live our life and, and how we show up on a daily basis, right? Do we see opportunity or do we just see problems? Now, most of us see a combination of both. Right, And that's why I want to go through this mindful seven with you. The very first one we need to tackle is self-talk. Because what we continually tell ourselves is what we project, what we focus on. It's our, our reticular activating system is being triggered every time we talk to ourselves, however it is that we talk to ourselves. And so I want you to be aware. That's number one, self-talk. Think of what words you use on a daily basis. Think of the way that you talk to yourself. Number two, the spoken language. You know, the, the words that you use, the tonality in which you say it, that matters. Not only does it matter to you, because like me, if, if you're like me, I talk to myself all the time. And I know that sometimes if I'm talking to myself in a certain way, I either feel good or I feel bad or sad, happy, right? But the spoken language not only affects us, it affects those people around us, our family, spouse, siblings, parents, children, friends, our pets. I mean, geez, have you yelled at your dog before? They know. The spoken language, it matters a lot. And I think this is where 
You change the way you talk to other people and you start avoiding phrases like, I'm always like this, or I've always done it this way. This won't work here. We, we have to start identifying that pattern of that spoken language that we use just randomly because guess what? That's by default that we've done this and we've created this environment around us that just helps keep this in place. And I was reading this, this great book and I, now I have to find the title as I'm telling you, and I'm not done with it yet. So let me see what the title is. It's called supercharge your brain. And it's a lot of technical stuff. The book's by James Goodwin. And he's saying that only 25% of our brain is determined of how it's going to be, right? This is your brain, 25% of it. The rest of it is determined by you, your environment, what you feed it, how your body is doing, your your overall body, right? So 75% is up to you. And this is part of it, this spoken language, And here's the key. The key is to make a habit of talking about the good things that are going well in your life and doing your best to not complain about all of the problems that you have. When somebody asks you how you're doing, you have the choice on what to focus on. Now, I'm not saying, hey, look, that toxic positivity where everything looks amazing, right? We talked about that with Cy Wakeman three podcasts ago. We're talking about you deciding what to focus on in your day. Is there an opportunity through what's happening to you, right? Or are you just going to take it as a problem? And part of that is how you speak about it. Because we all have fear. We all have anger. We all have sadness. It's part of being human. But if you're you're living your day using words to complain and to talk about your problems. You're just having your brain focus on that for the majority of time. I want you to reverse that. Look for the things that you can do about it. Look for the things that that you have control over. That's the key, right? It's like Marcus Aurelius said, right? The obstacle is the way you have control over what you have control over. Things will happen to you. You decide how you get to respond. Part of that response is how you speak, how you use language. This begins to encourage the mindset of abundance instead of fear and lack. Because, look, we all have fear. It's normal. Whoever tells you they're not scared of doing something new is lying to you. But we just have to learn to use fear to help us to know that hey, it's part of the process. And talking about it, sometimes, sometimes talking through it and about it with other people, not, not in a way that says, oh my gosh, this happened to me again. Why does this always happen to me? But talking through it in a way that says, you know, I, I, I hurt right now and I'm trying to see what can be done. What do I have control over at this moment? Besides my reaction, what actions can I take? Right? That's the key. That's part of the spoken language that I'm talking about. Number three, number three is you need to reflect more. And what happens as you reflect, 
through the day, you start becoming more aware of situations and where you're either treating people like you know you shouldn't be treating them, talking to people like you know you shouldn't be talking to them, and going through the day and maybe looking at things as opportunities instead of problems. And that's going to be that's going to be a key here because you go back to that story that I told you at the beginning when he was so worried about going to finding the treasure before somebody took it. That was his main focus. He's like he saw it as kind of like a he had fear, right? Something was driving him in that direction and he was skipping everything around him that was happening. But on the way back he didn't have that pulling him. And he was looking for, wow, this is this is amazing. There's somebody who's being nice to me over here. I didn't realize that the world was so beautiful. So you create the reality that you live on a daily basis and reflection. Reflection is really the key to becoming aware of what's really happening in your life. And I'll tell you how to reflect, but first I know you've heard of, and if you haven't, a fixed mindset versus a, a growth mindset. And it's, it's in a lot of books. A lot of books go back to Carol Dweck in her famous book, Mindset, which was just, I think she just redid the beginning of it, which is great, by the way. If you haven't picked it up, pick it up. It's not a deep book, like not thick. You could get through it pretty quickly. It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And she goes over fixed mindsets. It's people that are of a fixed mindset avoid challenges. They give up easily. They see effort as fruitless or they even ignore criticism. And this is the most important one. They feel threatened by the success of others. Yeah. And look, we're all a combination of both. So I'm telling you right now, I, I've suffered from both fixed and growth. And growth mindset embraces challenges. They're, they're persistent. They see effort as the path to mastery. They learn from criticism. They know that they're going to have setbacks, right? They know that fear is part of growth. And most importantly, they find lessons and inspiration from the success of others. That one, that one is a big challenge for a lot of us. And we won't know that unless we take the time to reflect at the end of the day and look back and say, how did I treat this person? Oh, I know I had an outburst. I shouldn't have done that. I know what to look for tomorrow because I don't want to treat people like that. And all it takes is five minutes at the end of the day to look back and think, how did I treat people? And if you want to be more specific, how did you treat those people closest to you? your children, your spouse, your siblings, parents, your friends, your colleagues that you work with on an almost daily basis, whether it was by phone or in person, how did you treat them? Because that makes you aware, makes you aware of language, makes you aware of tonality. And that that's where you begin to change right through that reflection that's key. That's where growth happens. So I need you to look through the day and say, well, where can I fit this at the end of the day where it's only five minutes and I reflect and you either write it down or you think through it. And number four, continually keep learning and unlearning. 
The key is to surround yourself with people, whether it's actual people in front of you in person or people out there in the internet, in the virtual world. I mean, do we have an excuse now? There are so many things like this podcast, YouTube videos, audiobooks, books. They create the environment that you live in. Surround yourself with those people that can help your mindset grow. Because if you're not learning, all those, you know, up to 80,000 thoughts a day that you have, the 35,000 decisions that you make on a daily basis, all that, it's the same as yesterday. It's the same as last week. Do you want those same thoughts circling in your brain every day, every week, every month, year by year? Where's the growth? How are you going to progress? If, if there's anything that's come out over the last year that's been super impressive about the brain is that it's, it's, uh, the brain plasticity is, is happening up until the 10th decade of the human, which is like up to 100 years old. That's insane to me. That means the brain is continually creating new neurons, right? That's amazing to me. I think that's where we can take a step back and be like, got it. I know I'm going to be growing. What can I be feeding my mind? And what can I, what can I be doing better on a daily basis? Because as you learn, guess what happens? As you truly learn, you're like, damn, I didn't, I wasn't doing that right. Or I didn't really know that, but now I know. And that's the key because unlearning happens. You were doing things you were doing things in a way that wasn't really totally beneficial to you and to the people around you, but then you learn something that is helping you grow you, your business, right? That's the key to learning. The key to learning is you're unlearning all the things that your environment had taught you were right, or there was only one way of doing it, right? And that's that's the key. Now, number five. Number five is practice because doing things that are uncomfortable for you, that's where you need to consistently live in. And I think that's where fear comes in, right? That's where fear comes in. And we're like, well, I'm kind of too scared. You're not going to admit it to anybody, but deep inside you're like, yeah, well, I'm scared of doing this because what if I fail? Or what if I try this out and I don't do well, I lose all my money and people then look at me differently because there's, there's a perception I'm trying to hold. So sometimes doing things that put you way out there are very uncomfortable because you're only fighting against your beliefs, your limiting beliefs and your beliefs in general. It's natural for most people to complain when, when we are faced with just a new way of doing things. Look what happened in COVID, right? And that, that just progressed into so many different crazy things. Just showed you how split we are sometimes. And we've always been there. You look through history, it's nothing new. We've always had a split. But learning to live with that, knowing that other people have opinions, I mean, that's part of continually learning and unlearning too, right? Number four. But anyways, practice. The more you continually practice what you're learning, the more you continually practice reflecting and looking back, the more you continually practice that spoken language, right? changing the words that you use, the more you continually practice speaking to yourself differently in your head. That's where change happens. That's, 
That's where change can really take hold of you. You begin to look at the world differently. And then instead you start looking for where are the opportunities around your life? Where are the opportunities rather than, I hate my life. My life sucks. Why me? There's a big difference. Now, number six, prioritize the big three. And here's where you may want to take some notes there or just remember it. But the big three are these, and the mind's directly connected to to the body. And I don't think that we remember that as often. For some reason, we think the mind and the body are separate, right? But it it's all us. It's one and the same. And I think this is where you need to take, take note that as a self, right? Self, you, you includes your mind. What are you feeding your mind consistently? What are you feeding your body health-wise, right? Are you taking care of your body? Are you walking? Are you working out? What are you eating, right? So the mind, the body, the spirit, whatever that looks like for you spiritually, right? And then emotions, those all fall under self, which is one of the big three. We need to take care of ourselves on a daily basis. It's like, uh, there's a quote by Zig Ziglar, and I don't remember it right now, but he said something along the lines of, motivation is like taking a shower, you need to do it daily, something along those lines. And I feel like when you're talking about the self, you're talking about learning growing the mind, right? You're talking about taking care of your health. You're talking about taking care of yourself spiritually and emotionally. It's a daily thing. It should be in your calendar. It should be something that you do on a daily basis. Because what's more important than you? You want to show up your best self to that business appointment? You want to show up your best self to your family? You want to show up your best self for you? Well, if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you expecting to do that? That's number one of the big three, the self. Number two is family. And family looks so different to, to different people. And like I mentioned before, it could be your pets. It could be your parents, your children, your spouse, your siblings, your friends, your best friends. Could be so many different things to the different people and that that has to be a priority so self and family have to be a priority in the week those are things we must focus on because they affect they have an effect on our mind oh, we're, we're we're human here and part of being human is creating relationships and maintaining these relationships and that's part of it and the third part is taking care of your business, whatever your business looks like, right? It could be your side hustle. It could be that writing a book. It could be your actual job, whatever it is. Those are the three priorities, self, family, business in that order. And I want you to, to remember that by prioritizing these three, 
you focus on the things that matter, the things that can help you progress in life. Because like I said, if you're not taking care of yourself first, you're not showing up your best self for your family, which is the number two one. And if you're not doing that, then you're not showing up as your best self for your business. But we often wonder why, why, why isn't our business doing like as great as it should be doing, right? Well, you probably have to take an internal look and say, am I doing what's best for me internally, for my mind, for my body, for my emotions, for my spirit? How does that look, right? How does that look? All right, that's that's number six. Number seven. All right, this is the last one here. Number seven. So hold, hold on to your horses here. Number seven is creating a routine. And this is key because as you create a routine, you allow yourself to fall into a process that helps you create a better you. And, and I think I, I, I think and I'm thinking back on this one. I think I originally learned this from Jocko, Jocko Willing. He wrote extreme ownership. I think I learned it from him when he was, he's saying, Hey, look, discipline creates freedom. Now, your ability to show up on a daily basis really determines the outcome of your life, whatever you want it to be. And if you think where we, where we started here, where we're, we have this self-talk that's different, the spoken language that's changed, right? We take time to reflect. We take time to continually learn and unlearn and we practice what we're learning. And then we prioritize these big, the big three. And then all of a sudden we create a routine around where we want to go. How do you want to show up in the morning? How do you want to end the day? You do this so you don't fall back on your old habits because Unfortunately for all of us, we all have habits that our environment has created that don't often give us the results that we want, right? This is where I want to remind you that your habits create your life, but it takes time. And the best quote I can, I can think back on is, yeah, I'm going to have to look this one up because I love this quote. It's by Warren Buffett. I found it. Here it is. They say the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. The chains you put around yourself now have an enormous consequence as you go through life. That, to me, I love that quote because the more I think about it, that is what happens in life. You know, you you don't realize that, <laughs> you don't realize that a simple negative form of talking to yourself can cause so much harm long-term, right? Just the simple phrase of saying, oh, yeah, why, why is this happening to me? can create so many amazingly negative things in your life. Just as you start training, let's go into the body, training yourself to eat certain foods that long-term, 20, 30 years later, more good. But the cool thing is that you can change all of this. And, and it starts really with the mind. 
And scientists don't even fully understand uh, that book that I brought up at the very beginning. Scientists don't even fully understand the brain. It's so complicated. And they're not even close to figuring it out. The one thing they do know, though, is that you can change habits, is that you can change yourself by changing what you input because that's what comes out. So you have the ability for growth. You have that ability to grow. And so I want, I want you to really think through these seven things and realize that it really is up to you to make that change. Right? Like, like Jocko said, discipline creates freedom. But really it comes down to awareness. This is where it all starts, that awareness. Take a deep breath, breathe in, breathe out, and realize it's up to me. And start identifying those moments in your day when, when you're talking to yourself negatively. You're too harsh on yourself, which in essence turns around and maybe you're too harsh on others. Watch your tone. Did you yell at somebody you, you shouldn't have yelled at today? Did you get angry at somebody that you kind of shouldn't have? Change that. Change that for a better you. Because at the end of the day, that's all we got. Relationships. Right? Secret of, secret of life is love and, and relationships. The more amazing relationships we build, the more amazing our life. So today... Think through the mindful seven. Think through that story that I told you. And I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. If you have any questions, you know how to reach me. Instagram, you can reach me at Tristan.Almada. And I'm on Facebook and YouTube and TikTok and everywhere else. And hopefully you listen to some of our other podcast episodes. There's some pretty amazing ones in there. Thanks for listening. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.